on this week's edition of the Brotherly Love Eagles podcast. Three to seven minutes of actual football. Hello! Hello! <laughs> I don't know what happened. Sorry, GT. It was a drive by fruitin. <laughs> oh, GT, I meant to tell you. Guess what was on TV this weekend that I DVR'd? Uh, the Wedding Singer. <laughs> that was on TNT when I was in Vegas. I had to stop to watch the whole thing. Spectacular. When you were in Vegas for White Who's birthday. birthday? Oh, yeah. Um, I was like, hey, hey, would you hang on a second? I'm watching Wedding Singer. <laughs> um, close. Father of the Bride, part two. Part two. <laughs> Nina and I were getting along. I think I told you I, when I was pregnant with Xander, I just like really wanted to watch that movie for some reason, and they couldn't find it anywhere. I was like, what the shit? <laughs> just Isn't really want to watch Father of the Bride, part two. It should just be free on the internet at this point. Like, <laughs> right. it, is Martin making money? <laughs> That's what was that. so that's what was so weird about it. Steve Martin's not going, where's my royalty check for FTV part two? Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know, okay, we're really connecting the dots here. Netflix <laughs> the Netflix released that terrible Christmas movie with Kurt Russell, which I watched, of course. Is it a movie or a series? It's a movie. It's okay. really bad. Is it really as bad, bad as like that Christmas Prince one they put out last year? Ooh, didn't see that one. But <laughs> So it, the, it, it's about a family, of course, whose father is dead. And it's the stressed out single mom is played by the daughter from Father of the Bride. And I hadn't seen her uh, since those movies. Kimberly Williams Paisley? Yeah, she's married to Brad Paisley, which is what YQ quickly pointed out to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the only time you see her is on the red carpet for like the CMAs. I see. <laughs> it's all coming together. It's all coming full circle. We've been listening to a lot of Insane Christmas album. That's so good. Arguably the top end-to-end Christmas album, I'd say, ever. Yeah. At least the in the old, last 20 years. The only one I skip is the, uh, the like, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way, uh-uh. That oh, yeah, one. that one's atrocious. That one. <laughs> Do you like my imitation of yeah. it? Not as bad as uh, the Space Cowboy song, which is the only one written by JC. I will take Space Cowboy over that song. (laughs) Wait, was Space Cowboy the one that had uh, Lisa Left Eye Lopez doing the rap? I don't remember that part of it. I was like... I just remember them saying, like, yippee ki or something. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you're right. so, you're, so you're at home you're listening to the christmas album by instinct watching like holiday baking championship on youth aren't you no I well i'm actually put on the eagles highlights just so i can have some semblance of an idea of what happened that's all right i just i mean i knew that they won like at the very end because brian was like watching it on his game cast or whatever, but I was Man, just like, the 12, the 12, the three to 12 people who are listening. To this <laughs> I'm going to get, I'm going to get in big trouble with Matt for not live tweeting 
Well, I mean, I watch it on like a two-hour time delay. I know. You're always in trouble because he thinks you're always at Costco. Yeah. Well, I am always at Costco. That's true. <laughs> so that's it's spectacular. A it's a spectacular outlet. <laughs> Incredibly successful corporation. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. values the customer above all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I watched it on time delay. It's exquisite, though, because you get to watch it in your own time, and you get to fast forward through the commercials. He just needs to see the light. It's not like you're not a purist just because you watch it live. So I have mixed feelings about it. On one hand, I love that you can just fast forward. But on the other hand, I do think it takes some of the, like, emotion out of it, like some of the roller coaster ride out of it. Well, as long as as you have enough temperance and fortitude to not check your phone – while the mm-hmm. game is on, you can have the emotional highs and lows. <laughs> Please, but this is our generation. Yeah. Well, no, I no, I purposely I put I, I saw the text. I was like, I'm gonna put my phone in the other room because I don't want to know what happens. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 There wasn't a lot of text this time around. I clearly didn't watch it, but I didn't know it happened until uh, like, we we've done more texting before. It's yeah. Just at the beginning. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, 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 right. Right, 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 right. <laughs> All right. Should we actually record something so Matt can can feel better? <laughs> okay. I guess. I'd rather just talk about the instant Christmas album and Father of the Bride Part 2. <laughs> um, how how do you feel? It's okay. I can I can splice this episode anywhere we want. I can insert this at the beginning. Oh. Um, I, like, I like what you've done here. I would, you know, I, I, I actually, I saw it, I want to say I, I caught like an hour of it, maybe like six months ago. And I was kind of wondering, I was like, I wonder how Eugene Levy's like racist Arab character, <laughs> or Iranian, he's like supposed to be Iranian, I think. Yeah. And, and it's still spectacular. It is. I don't think it needs to apologize for the Arab gibberish that he made up. Hey, do you watch Shit's Creek, by the way? No, the show the show I've been really into recently, which I think you'd like, is uh, it's called Rake, like to rake leaves. It's on Netflix. That's a terrible name, but keep going. Tough name. It's a tough name. Like <laughs> tough sell. It was recommended by the Netflix algorithm for a while, and I'm like, I'm not going to watch a show called Rake mm-hmm. with a guy I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's an Australian show, and the star of the show is the guy who played Ziegler. No, not Ziegler. He plays like the count in Moulin Rouge, the villain. Oh it's yeah. An Australian guy uh-huh. Richard Roxburgh or something. Ah, uh-huh. But it's a spectacular show. He plays like a degenerate barrister. It's in a spectacular, Australia. spectacular. I th- I think it's exquisite personally. <laughs> I think Brian would like it too. It's very funny. Like I LOL a lot and I'm not a big I don't LOL at shows very easily. So it's a comedy. It's a dark comedy. Uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I highly recommend Schitt's Creek just for um, regular a, comedy it's, purposes. It's Christopher Guest. It's the Christopher Guest crew, right? Um, it, well, it's Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara. And then... Um, it's the Christopher Guest coaching tree. Yeah. And then um, Chris Elliott is in it. And then Eugene Levy's son is actually one of the writers on the show and he plays his son on the show too. And he's actually really funny. Jamal Levy. Uh, I think it's Daniel, but close. 
Listen, I know we're still meandering, but you just made me think of uh, I, we were watching the Philadelphia Kennel Club like, <laughs> talk show before we went to Monica's on Thanksgiving. It is just spectacular. Talk show. Talk show. <laughs> and it's hosted by Jay Peterman from Seinfeld. I just like watching the trainers, breeders, like prance around with the dogs. Well, I didn't even know this. I just assumed that it was the owners who did it. No, it, apparently there's like usually a separate owner and they hire like a dog trainer to do the trotting around. <laughs> but do they actually like train beforehand or they're just there for professional trotting purposes? I think I think it's a multiple month relationship. Interesting. The dog's not going to trust a total stranger. <laughs> I mean, like, how can you not watch that without just thinking of Best in Show the whole time and realizing the genius of Best in Show? No, no movie is, like, more perfectly just nailed <laughs> an event or subculture. <laughs> I really want to watch that movie now because I literally, I was it's watching phenomenal. it. I was like, this is so ridiculous. It's phenomenal. Oh my god! I know. I watched like the first five minutes, and I was just cracking up. The prancing around. Mm-hmm. Spectacular. <laughs> oh, so good. All right. Well, uh, should we pretend to talk about football? <laughs> yeah. uh, you didn't watch the game, and I watched it on a timeline, so we're pretty uninformed. <laughs> pretty much. All right. All right. You lose. <laughs> and welcome to the week twelve edition. Of the sisterly love Eagles podcast. I like that, it, how you just that told, is absent. You totally just uh, ripped off the binge mode opening. Oh, I, did. I did. But I like it. Well, it's it. really good. Well, binge mode's amazing. So I think that Mallory is, is incredible. Mallory She's is like incredible. My favorite podcast host. We've been re watching GOT. So I have been re listening to binge mode and it's just fantastic. And it, her and Concepcion together also are. Just a, a match made in heaven. They're just like an adorable little nerdy duo. I just want to hang out with them in their nerdiness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but kaka, kaka. Oh, right. Uh, we are here <laughs> to discuss uh, the Eagles' mm, unimpressive victory against the New York Giants. It was unimpressive, right? The Giants are bad. Mm-hmm. We barely pulled it out. Mm-hmm. Not gonna take not gonna take a lot of positives away from it, except Amanda. Big, I think we made a big leap forward. I have a theory that, you know, Doug Peterson. He went back. He went back to the coach's room and he said, "You know what? You know what we need, guys. We need to get all the Philadelphia dads and Matt Graham into the room and figure out what's wrong with the offense." And they said, "Run the ball a hundred percent of the time," <laughs> and it worked. It worked. That is true. At one point, they ran the ball five straight times. Yeah. It was the Ray Dinger offensive strategy, and it worked. All of the old men were cheering with approval. Yeah. The second half was good defense and only run plays. Right. While the first half was only pass plays and atrocious defense. Exactly. <laughs> A tale of two halves. The tale of two halves. Mm-hmm. New school, Andy Reid school going, 2004 Andy Reid school going to 1932 James McGillicuddy wing T offense. <laughs> <laughs> I, listen, I love Ray Dinger, but don't you feel like he does, he does a little too much of the, well, the best Eagles quarterback of all time is Norm Van Brocklin, who played from <laughs> 1942 to 1957. He does do that a lot. You're so right. <laughs> like, uh, does that count? 
I don't know if that counts. They were they were factory workers, part time <laughs> football players. <laughs> it was a different time, but that was the golden age. GT golden age, pure. That was when money didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it's interesting that you point that out. But uh, so I don't know how much of that has to do with this working for the Eagles versus this working the- against the Giants. You mean the Giants just stinking? Yeah, exactly. Well, um, from what I've read, uh, I've read a lot of literature, Amanda. (laughs) About a a great many things. Let me clarify. Football included. I scrolled through three poorly written articles on the internet five (laughs) minutes before this. But (laughs) some people were saying that... uh, the offensive line had a much better game this week. Like Lane Johnson mm-hmm. had been hurt. Mm-hmm. He, he had a, a really good game. Uh, Jason Peters, who is Methuselah and is 137 years old. Yeah. Actually looks spry. Mm-hmm. And Kelsey was out for most of the new Orleans game and he came back. So they were able to put it together and your boy, Josh Adams mm-hmm. is on my fantasy team. Mm-hmm. They've really designed the run scheme around his his strengths, which is running downhill, as they like to say, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which kind of makes sense. I feel like that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So we're blaming the New New Orleans catastrophe on Kelsey being not healthy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's fair. But yeah, if he was healthy, <laughs> we we wouldn't have gotten annihilated. Well, that and uh, have you noticed that everyone in the secondary? that we have left his last name is Sullivan. It's like Chandon Sullivan, Trey Sullivan, Gilbert and Sullivan, Kayvon Sullivan, and Matt Graham. Matt Graham's third string. No, because he's not playing at an elite level, so he can't even be on the, the field. I, I think that like the next game we play against the Redskins, another defensive back is going to go out, and they're, gonna, they're just going to have to call Penn. Be like, Do you, got, you got any defensive backs we can – we could shuttle in here. <laughs> uh, I, I think Trey is in uh, econ right now, but yeah, we can get him back <laughs> for you. That's how much you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, I think so. I mean, how can you just play? This is what baffles me about this team. Okay, the New Orleans game. Lay it on me, sister. The New Orleans game, even though you and I had an oddly good feeling that they would play well because they just wanted to screw with us. Yeah, we were we were really tight on that. Person. <laughs> well, it just would have been so appropriate for like the shit the shit the Eagles do to play with your emotions is, you know. Well, this season is going to become a microcosm of the Eagles just tantalizing us. I know they're one game out of first place in so ridiculous. the dumpster fire erstwhile known as the NFC East. <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, the stars are aligning. The Cowboys play the Saints on Thursday. Uh-huh. Probably a loss. The Eagles play the Redskins on Monday night. I know everyone has said this before, but if they win, it's a three-way tie for first place. But but what I was about to say was, I just don't understand how this team, who in the past season had been known for playing so lights out at home, can play so shittily at home this season. Like, yes, they won this game. And, but the game, what was the last game before that? Oh, the one they got, the Cowboys. That was the last home game before this. Mm, yeah, that was a tough one. On Veterans Day with George Bush there and all the feels. And they, like, totally shit the bed. In this game, they almost lost to one of the worst teams in football at home. 
home. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Eagles? Well, I think, well, I think they've lost the edge, one. Yeah. They're complacent. True. Complacent and lazy, which yeah. is sensible. This is exactly how I would be. You probably wouldn't be this way. You're a grinder, Amanda. <laughs> Matt and I, when we taste victory, we take many plays off. Mm-hmm. 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 Plus, in fairness, the secondary has been decimated. And it was never yeah. that good to begin with. So you take a... Take an already before. mediocre secondary. I think the two biggest losses this year have been Rodney McLeod. Because mm-hmm. after he went out, um, we lost the terrible game in Tennessee because Corey Graham, who's his replacement, busted coverage on that huge fourth down conversion. And Frank Reich, mm-hmm. who perhaps was one of the offensive masterminds last year. The Frank mm-hmm. Reich hy- hypothesis, which took a bit of a hit this week. Indianapolis won, but barely against the Dolphins, who are, are terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Still won, though. Still won. Win is a win, I guess. Maybe that's what I'm telling myself after this game. Yeah, but, I, you know, to your point about home spirit, I feel like, you know, home spirit can be precarious season to season. Yeah, I guess. I just... Because in the Chip Kelly era, we lost every game at home, seemingly. Did we? Did I just block? Did I just block that whole era out of my mind? I think so. Like the year we went to the playoffs with Chip, was that Chip thing? Magoo? Yeah, we lost to the we lost to the Saints at home. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. The, that was hmm, interesting. Interesting. I don't know. I just feel like if you can't get pumped up for home games, let's. I don't know. That's concerning. But. Well, when you were a high school athlete, <laughs> an elite high school athlete, I might add. Day champions. What, what? Did you get pumped up for home games at the downtown high school you know, soccer stadium? Mm. Interesting. Interesting question. It's a good point. I always played my best when we were underdogs. Yeah, I think it depended on, honestly, I think it more depended on the team. Strength of competition. Exactly. Every team I ever played on, I like how I'm equating my my youth soccer it's teams the same. This to is the, the Eagles. <laughs> but when I was, you know, in the height of my my career, uh, Fuel, fueled by <laughs> seven to nine tacos from the Taco Bell family pack <laughs> and Sabala iced tea, <laughs> <laughs> hydrated to the max. On Wawa's tea. And a sleeve of double stuff Oreos <laughs> to wash it down. That's uh, post-game recovery. It's good. It really rebuilds the muscles after the game. Rebuilds yeah. my energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely feel like we played to the opponent. So if we were playing a crappy team, we played down to their level. And if we were playing yeah. a better team, we played up to them. So basically, my 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 youth soccer career is a microcosm for the Eagles. I agree. It's <laughs> a strong to quite strong correlation. So, just you have to, uh, based on your what your intuition is telling you. So we get trounced by the New Orleans Saints. Uh-huh. We barely edge out a win against an abysmal New York Giants Eli Manning team. Mm-hmm. Do you think we will win on Monday night? And if so facto, do you think the Eagles will somehow 
pull out an NFC East victory in a playoff berth? What does your heart tell you? Um, well, they're playing at home, so that doesn't bode well this season. If it was last season, I'd be excited about it. Mm. Luckily, though, the Redskins are also bad. So here's the thing. I feel like all of my gut instincts from last season, I should just do the opposite. So it's like Monday night, prime George Costanza approach. Yeah. You know, at home against a team that just lost their QB. So you would think. And we have Carson who, as, as our brother Matt Graham would say, needs to be elite. He needs you know. to be elite. And I think maybe murdered one of Matt's friends like <laughs> last year. So all of those things you would think that would bode well for us. But given how they played at home this year, I feel like if they win, it'll be barely, but they could easily lose. Man, they play the Redskins twice. We still have to play the Redskins twice. That's the right. The Cowboys once. At, at the Cowboys Stadium. At, at the AT&T Superdome. Battlestar so, Galactica. So the only, like, real tough team we have left is the Rams, but that doesn't mean anything for the Stinkles this year. Uh, well, you know, it, it does just for their record, on the mm-hmm. balance of their record. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So your initial question was, do I think they'll win and do I think they'll make the playoffs? Uh, no, so, I don't. <laughs> no, no, hard no. Hard, hard pass. No. And I, I feel like it's going to be, well, our last game of the season is against the Redskins mm-hmm. on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be one of those, it's going to be a classic NFC East cluster F where last game of the season will determine the the winner of the division Mm -hmm. because the Cowboys are coached by Jason Garrett yeah who would also be he you know what Jason Garrett looks like to me like a a really elite high school softball coach (laughs) I wasn't expecting the the softball reference I was just expecting elite (laughs) high school football coach (laughs) So, what did you what did you guys call him? What is, the Clapper. That's the that's what he's referred to by what where does that network. where does that come from? Because he's always on the sideline clapping <laughs> encouragement, but that seems to be all he does. So when you guys first brought him up during that podcast, I first was like, Who are they talking about? I thought you were talking about some guy with an S T D. Yeah, no, it sounds it sounds like a chlamydia reference. So sorry, continue. Yeah, or maybe gonorrhea. One of them. One yeah, of them the clap. Totally. Um. Okay. I derailed uh, you. I'm sorry. No. Uh, well, I am strangely optimistic. I have no that they're going to make the playoffs. But I think it's just an emotional trap. Like this is this is just the sort of things the Eagles the Eagles could do. Like they'll be eight and seven going into the last game of the season and we'll lose to the Redskins and the Cowboys will make the playoffs. So it'll be something like that. But here's the thing. I almost don't want them to make the playoffs just because you want it to be a biblical lesson. Yeah. And and I just kind of want this season to be over and just call it a wash and just like regroup and make it. Yeah. Well, I just want to, I want to glean a silver lining out of it. You know? Yeah. I want, I just want something to, 
reinforce my belief in Dougie P. Because mm. after yeah. it all, after it all, he's had he's had a bad Super Bowl hangover season, but you know he did have a big. You know, Matt will probably make fun of me for saying this because it sounds exaggerated, but. Dougie P did have a big influence on the league with what he did last year. Like the Eagles are the first team to systematically go for it on fourth, fourth and short. If they were at like midfield or some unconventionally, like even in the red zone, right? Like the conventional wisdom is you kick a field goal. If you're deep in enemy territory, or if you're a midfield, you always punt, even if it's fourth and two. Mm-hmm. And Dougie P looked at the analytics and it's basically, you know, like he's always looking at, an analytics grid that says is if it's fourth and two uh, or if it's fourth and this distance from this part of the field, like you're better off going for it than trying to punt or kick a field goal. And now everyone's doing that. That was Doug. That was Mm -hmm. Douglas. Mm -hmm. I have a theory. This is, this is what I'm holding out hope for that. Maybe Douglas P he's kind of, he's kind of got like an Eli Manning dynamic to him where he's kind of sleepy during the regular season, but in the playoffs and in high pressure stretches, maybe he can turn it on and he starts to become a more creative game planner. Mm, like he does better under pressure. Yeah, like last year in the playoffs, it just seemed like the bigger the moment was, like the better the game plan was. Hmm. I mean, hmm. last year was nothing short of a miracle. His backup quarterback comes off the bench and has. Uh, lights out Super Bowl performance where he outplays Tom Brady. Yeah, but we also had home field advantage because we had a record of. But not in the Super Bowl. Not in the Super Bowl, but with every other game, and we got a bye the first week. What was what was the cushion we had by the time Carson went down? We only had like two or three losses at that point. Um. Yeah, I think we were eleven and two coming out of that Rams game. Yeah. So. I mean, I feel like I, I hear you in terms of better game planning in the playoffs, but we also had, I mean, we didn't have to worry about making the playoffs at that point. It had a much more consistent regular season. Yeah, and when the pressure, to your point, when we had it locked up after Carson went down, we, you know, in that final stretch to close out the regular season, we played terribly. Remember that Christmas Day game, we went Ugh. to the hotel room in San Diego. That was like 12-7. Ugh. And that Matt was, was just, atrocious. Matt was just cursing to the skies <laughs> in front of your small child. <laughs> yeah, that's, I totally, I vividly remember that. Yeah. And Sleepy Doug P. Sleepy Doug P without Frank Reich. Yeah. Well, you we'll think see. he can pull we'll it see. off without Frank Reich? Um, I don't know. Only in the fullness of time will we have perspective on the Frank Reich hypothesis, mm. but it's strong to quite strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like all great scientific theories, it must be tested and approved by the scientific community. <laughs> in this case, the scientific community is me and you. <laughs> and, and all Eagles fans. And all Eagles fans. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, I hope you're right. I just... I just don't think you are. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Probably not. But we'll probably go know. one list from here on out. Um, no, because the Eagles always like to fuck with us. So I yeah, that's it. all I can guarantee is that they will. I feel like I can guarantee at a minimum 
and most likely they'll be in a position to still make the playoffs after all of it, and then they will fail in the final moment. Mm-hmm. 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 So it'll come down to, here's what's going to happen. It's going to come down to the last Eagles-Redsons game, last game of the season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, oh, this is, oh, this would be golden. We're, like, driving to get the go-ahead touchdown with, like, less than two minutes left. We have some, like, beautiful drive. And Carson throws a pick. <laughs> Carson throws a pick, or they, for some reason, Chandon, Trey, Gilbert, Sullivan is in it running back and fumbles it through the end zone. Carson throws a pick, and Matt's head officially explodes, and yeah. he goes on a tirade at all the gonna Santa be Monica coffee shops. If you're going to be elite, you can't do that. If you're going to be elite quarterback, you cannot ruin the game-winning drive at the end of the game. If you're going to be elite, <laughs> you don't get coffee at Starbucks. <laughs> you get the artisanal Primo Paso. <laughs> oh, God. That's what's going to happen. And I'm actually going to take some like small joy in that just to hear Matt get so upset about it. Are you, are you like in favor of these coffee places that do latte art i feel like it's too much okay here's my thing i just like regular coffee i don't like a lot of milk so i'm really Mm, it's true it makes you feel weird it's kind of like my theory about pizza where you can make a better pizza you don't like milk on your pizza (laughs) (laughs) you can make a better pizza by putting a bunch of cool toppings on it uh-huh. But if you can make a really great plain pizza, like that's a good test of a truly good pizza place. It's true. It's true. And that's kind of how I feel about coffee. Like I feel like if you can just have a really good cup of coffee, then that says something about you as opposed to like, you know, great. You did a cool design and threw a bunch of milk in there. Well, even even so, I think if I'm at a place that's making a swan in the latte milk. Mm-hmm. Then I'm I'm gonna be paying extra for the Swan, and I don't need the Swan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just want the coffee. Agreed. Are you doing these days? Are you doing Are you doing the red eye at Starbucks? So um, I love me. Oh wait, good, no, no, no! You're off caffeine because I'm allowed to have child. I have I'm allowed to have two the equivalent of two cups of coffee a day. Two and, does two cups mean like sixteen ounces? No, like two regular coffee mug coffees so like oh, that's it's like 40 ounces no, no no like so if you got like a 16 ounce like that would be your cap you couldn't have any more caffeine that oh you, you mean like mugs. two at-home mugs yeah 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 like standard mugs so um but so i wouldn't do a red eye just because it would like blow my coffee or my caffeine intake for Quota. the day but mm-hmm. when I'm not with child, I do love a good red eye um, because I just like that it makes it taste more bold. Yeah. And drinking a red eye is like eating a mushroom in Mario. <laughs> it really powers you up. Yeah. But or sorry, in your case, getting a gold coin, golden ring in Sonic. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. But yeah, these days I've just been drinking my regular coffee. Uh, the pretty boring stuff, but I actually green started, mountain. Are you drinking the green no. mountain? <laughs> I refuse, cancer juice. I refuse to drink the cancer juice. 
I will do my either Pete's or Starbucks at home. K-Cups. The, you're doing the pods? Yeah. yeah and then on weekends. trust those pods, Amanda. I know. And then on weekends, sometimes I get coffee. Well, also, I'm being really cheap right now. I'm trying to be better about not spending money on coffee. Yeah. It is kind of a needless extravagance, but it, it's, really, it's meaningless. Yeah. So I try to save it for the weekends. Yeah. It's a, it's a treat. Exactly. This, mm-hmm. is, this is how sad my life has become. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure everybody's really enthralled by this conversation. No, I, I'm pretty much on your level. Like, God, just love a good cup of coffee and a nap. <laughs> if I can fit that in on Saturday, mm, that's going to be a good weekend. <laughs> I tell you what, I am so GD tired. Like, right now is about my bedtime. <laughs> it's 930. And I'm like, I'm exhausted. <laughs> well, then uh, I think it's time then. Uh, but any, clo- uh, any, any closing arguments, counselor? Don't suck, Eagles. The end. <laughs> do you still do you still have do you have any uh, do you still like watch like courtroom dramas and get hyped up that you're a lawyer? You know when it's in a movie. Okay, I've always really I don't really like fictionalized lawyer shows. They bother me. Oh, uh, I love them because I'm I don't know the truth. Exactly, I live in blissful ignorance. But you know which one is still pretty entertaining is my cousin Vinny. Oh, it's great. And the courtroom stuff is actually like not totally ridiculous. I see it. This is why I think you'll like uh, Rake, the poorly named Australian uh, dark comedy, because the courtroom scenes scenes are seem a bit more realistic. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Are you into any of the true crime? Not really. Like, did you do the making a murderer when it was really hot right now? Yeah, I did. And I obviously did Serial. Serial, I think, is a little overrated. Well, the first season's spectacular, but I kept falling asleep during the second season. Well, the second season's terrible. But even the first mm-hmm. season, I thought, like, it started off great. And then I didn't like how they ended it. Well, she was basically like, no. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It was like, well, okay, that's a total cop out. Mm hmm. Um, but I'm going with the drifter theory that it's just, it was a serial killer drifter. Just like someone who was not at all related to anything. After I just criticized her for not coming down on a conclusion, I do think I agree with her in that I couldn't convict him, but at the same time, there's something about Adnan that I just don't find believable yeah like you would you would default to the reasonable doubt standard exactly and it's Ex- not beyond a reasonable doubt exactly but i got off on this tangent because did you ever see the jinx uh oh yeah that was that was worth it i didn't that, think it would be worth it that I was the best up on it yeah that was best and talk about you know amazing lawyering i mean how oh my god spectacular how you get a guy off who literally confessed to killing the person by just being like well yeah he killed the guy and dismembered him but you didn't find a head listen amanda <laughs> maybe i'm maybe i'm being a little hubristic here but i think that we could mount a successful murder defense 
Mm-hmm. Because the key is, based on the extensive true crime that you and I have watched, mm-hmm. is reminding everyone in the jury who are all, you know, pretty ordinary people from somewhere in the middle of America that the burden of proof is on the prosecution. That's what all I feel like all the great defense teams just like say over and over again. Does the prosecution has to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that they did it? And then they just call into question all the evidence handling. They call into question like the motives of the police. You know, you just got to keep hitting that note. That's 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 all you have to do. Well, I think most defense lawyers do that. It's just a matter of punching enough holes. Yeah, like, yeah. you have to have key holes. You got to have the glove. Mm-hmm. You got to have the Cochrane glove. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to have like evidence tampering. That's huge. You had a good a- evidence tamper going. Mm-hmm. You got a good shot. Mm-hmm. 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 Especially. So, in conclusion, the yeah. Eagles will finish the season <laughs> nine and seven <laughs> and win the NFC. <laughs> It's and like everybody and everybody watched the This drink. is essentially a phone call that we would have had anyway <laughs> that I'm recording. It's so true. But everybody should watch the Jinx if they haven't seen it. It's totally worth it. And rake like <laughs> the leaves of grass. And rake the most horribly named <laughs> television show of all time. That'll be worth it, I promise. Yeah. Well, hopefully the Eagle season will be worth it. Big bang, boom. Tied it all together. You're welcome. Yeah, it's going to be like season two of True Detective. You're going to (laughs) wonder, why the hell did I watch this whole thing? Uh, Yeah, pretty much. Oh, God. The drop-off between season one and season two of True Detective. That is the Eagles' season right now. Wow. I think we just, we figured it out. (laughs) It's the perfect allegory. Oh, that's so disappointing. Yeah, it went from it went from thirteen and three to and winning a Super Bowl to not making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Same same drop off. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's where we are. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Another week of nailing it unequivocally. Crushed it. We'd like we'd like to say hello to our brother Matt, who is jet lagged in New York, and that's why he's not here. We love you, bro. Yeah, he just can't match our commitment, man. <laughs> it's okay. He did, he just didn't want to partake in all the true crime discussions. It's fine. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and go birds. And go birds. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.